the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. As our next guest, reporter, will tell us, he was born in Portland. His parents immigrated from Vietnam, attended University of California, L.A., UCLA, volunteered with the AmeriCorps, graduated from UCLA with a degree in graphic design, Began his career in media as a multimedia editor for the Portland State University student newspaper. He's now a journalist and social media personality, editor at large with the Post Colonial, a Canadian conservative news website. Please welcome back to the program, Andy No. Andy, Hi thank there. you. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you, Andy. Andy, how many people? How many people came for this uh, million mega march? The estimates vary a lot. Um, I've seen estimates of the low number of 5,000 to more than 10,000. And uh, from what I can tell, several of these peaceful uh, uh, pro-Trump supporters were attacked. More than several, unfortunately. So uh, on Saturday, uh, you and many of your listeners may have seen some of these viral videos recorded by independent journalists on the ground. Um, showing as participants of the peaceful rally were dispersing to go home or go to their hotels. They were followed, uh, harassed, intimidated, and in some cases beaten and robbed in the streets of the nation's capital. Andy, I got a uh, text from a friend of mine who is a, a cop, and he was angry at the Capitol Police uh, who said that uh, they were standing by uh, as these peaceful um, pro-Trump supporters were being beaten up. And they also blocked uh, the passage of the pro-Trump supporters, so they had to walk through uh, a Black Lives Matter slash Antifa group of people. Yeah, so we saw this a lot actually in 2015, 2016, when there were various uh, Trump campaign rallies. Uh, in liberal cities, you may remember, like in San Jose and, and other cities, as uh, attendees of these rallies were leaving in their cars or walking to their cars, they were uh, corralled down certain streets that basically funneled them into the pathway of these counter demonstrators, many of whom are violent. Well, that was repeated. I think um, it just demonstrates that police don't really have a good command structure and how to respond and keeping uh, two sides of people who are who the numbers are so large separate uh, inadvertently what happens in the end as we saw on Saturday is they are end up putting people in the line of actual danger. I'm talking to Andy No. He is a reporter, was on the ground in Washington, D.C. this weekend at the Million uh, Mega March, uh, where a lot of the Trump supporters were attacked by violent uh, members of apparently Black Lives Matter or Antifa. Do we know, Andy, who it was, uh, who was doing the attacking? We have several names of people who have been arrested and charged. 
But as for political affiliations of some of the other people who are masked, who are not are not apprehended and probably will never be, we can never be particularly sure. But given that the Black Lives Matter Plaza in D.C. became the rallying point uh, with speeches and signs from refused fascism and chants of Black Lives Matter and other and also other Antifa chants, I think it's safe to assume the political ideology that these people belong to varies between Black Lives Matter as well as Antifa. If you want to witness some of these uh, acts of violence that Andy and I are talking about, I posted a lot of them on my Twitter feed. Just go to my Twitter feed, at Larry Elder, and you'll see them. Uh, Andy, uh, were very many people arrested? I read one uh, report that up to 20 people were arrested by Metropolitan Police in D.C., mm-hmm. although when I looked at the press release, at least from Sunday, uh, they only released four names, although... What's interesting is one of them, uh, one of the individuals arrested and charged for um, sucker punching a man in one of the viral videos and knocking him unconscious to the ground. Uh, His name is Kenneth DeBerry. And I looked at his background. He is a registered child sex offender in the D.C. area who was recently released from federal prison. Uh, Today, I just uh, wrote a report that was published on the Post-Millennial identifying one of the suspects that police were looking for. They had released her photograph, and I found out her name, uh, Brittany McAllister. She's actually a journalism student at Howard University. So, uh, you know, you look at these people who, so far, who have been identified and involved and filmed on-camera participating acts of violent crimes, you know, they vary from those who work in journalism to BLM activists. I think mm-hmm. that tells us a lot. Mm-hmm. My guest is Andy No. He is editor-at-large of the post Millennial. It's a, a Canadian conservative news site. And I said they were the Capitol Police. You're right. They were the Metropolitan Police. Uh, Andy, we only have about a minute left. I saw a lot of footage of old people, elderly people, seemingly minding their own business. Uh, their, their crime was carrying a Trump flag or wearing a Trump T-shirt. Uh, and they had water thrown on them. In one case, this man seemed to have been knocked down. Yeah, you're talking about a person on a, an older man on a bicycle right. trying to leave, and somebody just ran up and knocked him to the ground. They were dumping all this liquid on him. You know, these type of uh, acts of intimidation, harassment, violence, it, it's straight out of the Antifa MO, which is that they want to make it so consequential for Trump supporters participating in the political process, that people just shut up and stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's terrorism, and that is happening in America's capital city. The symbolism of that is extremely disturbing. Well, Andy, remember we've had a sitting congressperson, Maxine Waters, literally tell people uh, to, when they see a Trump cabinet member, uh, surround them, let them know they're not welcome, let them know they're not welcome anymore. You had one of the quarter of the, of the squad, Rashida Tlaib, referring to the president of the United States as a mother effer. So uh, if you've been spending four years calling Donald Trump a racist and, and saying that all of his uh, supporters are also racist, you can pretty much justify almost anything. Andy, no, thank you very much for taking the time. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.